Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Well, a show jam-packed with lots of uh, info about cars, auctions, race cars. Uh, a little more Monterey recap stuff. A fond memory of uh, a fallen comrade, Jesse Combs, as well, uh, sadly, and many other topics. First, Tommy John. Lots of underwear brands claim to be big on comfort. So why are 75% of men and women dissatisfied with the underwear? Well, they haven't tried Tommy John. Over 7 million pairs sold. 96% of their customer ratings are four stars and above. They are the best. I wear them religiously. The legs don't ride up. The waistbands don't roll down. Uh, they got the quick draw fly. They got the feather light fabric. It's guaranteed zero visibility panty lines for the women. All backed by the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. This stuff is the best. You will not go back to what you're currently wearing. I wear them every single day. They're great if you're active and moving around. And if you like driving, they're yeah, great. They I don't got ride up on to you. the gym. Tommy John, no adjustment needed, right, man? Yeah, hurry to tommyjohn.com slash carcast and get 20% off your first order. That's tommyjohn.com slash carcast for 20% off. tommyjohn.com slash carcast. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. Trust me, get on. Mandate, get on. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Adam Carolla. That's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, Hello. over there. And uh, it's Castrol CarCast. Thank you very much. Uh, the uh, Portland World of Speed Motorsports Museum, that is uh, tonight, if you guys want to come out. Uh, we're doing the car show, then we're doing a live CarCast, and we have Mario Andretti there it's as be well. Fun. Yeah. And uh, that's all good. Um, something, I don't know why, in no particular order, uh, I were talking about on the last pod, we're talking about doing my, uh, tank slapper on the, uh, Porsche mm-hmm. and I was mentioning that, uh, it was warmer during the afternoon session and that, uh, and that, uh, I thought it had more grip out there and then somebody like, uh, wrote something and it was like, Hey dummy, everyone knows a hot tracks, less, less slippery, blah. Uh, you know, it's more slippery, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they're just doing what they're doing. But, uh, and I don't know when it gets to that point, but I, I will tell you this. The morning session, they gave us two warm up laps. Right. Um, 
to get heat into the tires. The afternoon yeah. session, they gave us one lap. Basically, what they're conceding is is you're going to have less traction in the morning when it's cold. Right. So thus, we'll give you two warm-up laps. Of course, I kind of miss that part. They don't tell you or anything. They just walk by with a dry race board. They just walk in front yeah. of you. And if you're not looking up, I sort of looked up. I saw like two-something. I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, and that could have been two minutes because right, they do that right. too. Is- uh, but I will say, uh, folks, or uh, uh, caller or a tweeter who tweeter. chimed in, um, I you obviously when it gets real hot, yeah, yeah. But when it's cold, the morning session presumably had less grip than the afternoon. Sure, there's session. a sweet spot you need right. to be in. Right. And- I'm not saying the track was hot in the afternoon. I'm saying in the morning it was cold. <laughs> they gave us two warm up laps because they give you the guys with the slicks two warm up laps yeah. if it's cold or a little misty out there. And the afternoon session, they gave you one. So, but basically, their calculation is you're going to have more traction this lap, this this session. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hot track expands and uh, brings oil to the uh, surface. Yeah, and I agree that a cold track is is slippery. A hot track is slippery. But this wasn't a hot track. It was 75 degrees outside. Like, it was nice. Yeah. I, it, it should have been more than the morning session. Right. That's right. where my head was at. Anyway, you're driving the Rolls-Royce what? The Cullinan, the SUV. The Cullinan. Yeah, yeah. We got into this quite a bit uh, in detail uh, earlier in the week uh, on, on, on the show. And no, it's actually next week. Oh, yeah. Next week, we're going to... Yeah, we're going to mm-hmm. get into more details next week. Right. We keep recording all these shows. I don't know what order they go in. Sure. Um, but, uh, I, you know, you and I drove the Rolls-Royce. Uh, we, we took it up to Monterey and back a few years ago. And it's it's fantastic. What you need to do is first you start with, you, as a press car, we're judging the car. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to remove what you think people will think of you in this car, mm-hmm. right? And then right. and then just start focusing on the car. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you're like, oh, I get it. It's the Rolls-Royce is the best driving, the best riding car out there, that magic carpet ride mm-hmm. that they they sort of claim to have, This what they call it, is, is the best out there using airbags and whatever. Mm-hmm. And the SUV is the same. I'm sure it has some sort of off-road capabilities because they need to test for all that. Sure. And maybe in the Middle East, that becomes more important than it does in Beverly Hills. Right. But uh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. You get in, the, you hit the button, the door's closed, the door's open. You don't have to do it yourself. And heated and cooled seats and massaging seats. And I know a lot of cars have that. But Is it the best SUV out there? It's the nicest riding SUV out there. If you mm. want to get something sportier, you could go with the Bentley Bentayga mm-hmm. or even more so sporty is a Range Rover SVR. That thing's a rocket ship. But how's this the, thing glides over the road. How's the look? I I don't mind it. Like I think I like the look. It, it's very much a Rolls Royce and yeah. it gets a lot of attention. It, I, it certainly I, gets a lot of attention, even in a dark metallic gray. I didn't really walk around it and really examine it, but I had a glimpse or like a little bit of a picture of in England, they have the old style cabs running yeah, around yeah. and it has a little bit of so that there is, to yeah. it, which is, I think it's just England. I don't know where else it is. I think they kind of 
do a thing for like a London yeah. sort of thing where they like the it they have a newer cab that has an older retro kind of fifties forties yeah. cab. It's got to be like the same design they've been building for a hundred years. <laughs> well, yeah, they're, called, like a, they're called a hackney carriage. They're they've been re whatevered, but it's sort yeah. of like when Chrysler was bringing back a PT Cruiser or something. It's like a little <laughs> bit of a, a, a reimagined version of, or like when Ford did the new Thunderbird in 03 yeah. or something. Yeah. It was like, had an element of, oh, this is the old one, but it's brought back. But if you show the roles and you show that hackneyed or whatever it was, whatever. Hackney uh, carriage. Yeah, hackney we'll put, we'll carriage. Yeah. I, I, I didn't stop and really stop on it. I just sort of looked at it once. Got It's got elements of that in it, which for me yeah. didn't, didn't work. But... It, it's a Rolls. It looks like a Rolls. I, I think we're living in a world where, you know, you drive around and you see the new uh, Alfa Romeo or Maserati, yeah. whatever, and they're starting to turn into Camrys or something. Right. They're all just sort of the same bar of soap, you know, but with a much better exhaust note. But they <laughs> yeah. just sort of look like I couldn't tell what that was unless if I was next to it, if I got behind it or in front of it, it I could see the badge. It's getting kind of tough to to be original with some of these body styles, especially in the SUV world. Like You're right. How much yeah. different does the Lambo really look like from the sporty Audi or the sporty BMW? Right. Like, or to your point, Porsche Macan and an Alfa Romeo, uh, Stelvio and and Maserati, uh, whatever <laughs> Levante or <laughs> we're looking at the picture. You see what I'm talking about yeah. now, Max Apata? Like it's got <laughs> yeah. an element of that, and it's sort of the it, it's sad, but it's kind of the same weirdo vibe. <laughs> yeah, the grill especially, like that, just that front grill. Yeah, it's great. It's rolls. It's whatever. I I'm sorry. I just it was like. It was like every once in a while there's a super hot chick who reminds you of an ugly chick, <laughs> but she's not ugly. It's just she has like some of the weird characteristics. And when you see her, you think of the ugly chick. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just walked past the rolls and I had this weird fleeting. I didn't tell you about it. I didn't write it down in no, anything. Yeah, yeah. I just went, uh, kind of looks like reminds me of something. Yeah. And that was all. Oh, well, you open the doors and you, you see You're the cured. difference. You, you see the difference. But, uh, oh, are we still talking about the ladies? Twee, uh, mm-hmm. uh, twin turbo V12, uh, mm-hmm. from BMW, mm-hmm. 570, I don't know, two ish horsepower. What's more the, torque. Probably. Oh my gosh. 600 something, 618, 17, something be. like that. But just, it's quiet, super quiet. How many liter? And six points. Uh, right. So it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. And I've got the. Uh, the I gotta uh, say, is the is the buy? I don't know what what it's 6. like for 7. the rolls. Six point seven five liter. Six point seven five is is it's the big, is but the so smooth is the is the new buy whether it's the Lambo or whether it's the Aston Martin Repeat or. Or this or that. I mean, it's... it's Aston the, Martin's having a SUV, DBX. Oh, is, is the new move just wait two years and buy one with 26,000 miles on it and save 100 grand? I mean, like, yes. By and large, that's sort of like what we would recommend for almost any new car buyer and mm-hmm. for something like this as well. Unless you're the older couple or the gentleman or the woman that, that has sort of 
wants this lifestyle. You know, you, mm-hmm. you go to the Rolls Royce events, and you know the cocktail hours, and you get to but order you, you it. You can't do that when you buy it used. You buy it used, you get it's like any other used car. But there's sort of a process of like going in and picking the yeah. materials, like you know, like if you were building a house or something like that. Or yeah, I get you know, it. Look, you you pay the premium. You want that service. You want it to be bespoke. You want to have you pick out the wood you yes. pick out the headliner and and keep in mind rolls royce is still very much a bespoke company they're as close to a production bespoke company you want carbon fiber in the interior they'll do it you come up I, with some material you want they'll do it oh you bring in a swatch of your wife's wedding dress and exactly. they'll match the color they, they'll do and, it and they're in gaden and we pass by them and they're near goodwood there's yeah, also when you did the hill climb they were using them they had them in camouflage they were using them as as cars up the hill because these things are 4.80 to 60 <laughs> yeah they also somewhere between london and rolls royce is aston martin and their state-of-the-art studios yeah. there and manufacturing and i can't remember both places i'd like to visit to see the aston just martin the contrast is, of, aston martin just the architecture is, yeah. is absolutely amazing and it's somewhere as i recall because i have been there somewhere in between Somewhere between London and the time you get to uh, Gaydon or the time you get to Chichester, Chichester whatever, where, where Rolls is, I think Aston Martin is somewhere along that drive. Uh, so worth it for a factory tour. Um, you know, I it's, don't like – It's fantastic. And, and at some point, uh, we also will be getting the Lamborghini Urus. U- Urus. <laughs> too many names <laughs> and uh and it's going to be one just one's completely different than the other i don't uh like to talk about myself <laughs> what? and especially when i when i'm right but we were walking and talking as uh we do i take phil for a walk i get on the phone with matt we start going over these car auctions and like what's available he sits at his computer, and then I just kind of do it off memory. Like, check Russo Steel. I think they got a driver, Shelby driver. something. And <laughs> whatever. And he looks it up, and sometimes I screw it up. But we were looking through the whole uh, Hammer Time. Uh, <laughs> Hammer ha- Price. Hammer Price app, which <laughs> they we They got to change the name. <laughs> the Hammer Price app. And we were looking through. And, and somehow I had stumbled on to... Uh, America's auction or national, international, worldwide worldwide auction. Right. So we were, you know, there's pretty much RM, then there's Gooding, then you get down to kind of Mecham and Russo Steel, and there's some other smaller auctions in Monterey on, on Car Weekend. But this is one I'd never seen before. And I was kind of going through it with Matt, and I said to him, worldwide auctioneers. And I get it. There's reasons to go with smaller companies. Usually the VIG, maybe they offer you a better deal or right. you pay less or whatever Whatever that is. It's a Thursday-only auction that was there, right? I said to Matt, I said, I, I get it. You got a maybe Mercedes 190 or Pagona Mercedes a 230 or or a, a a Datsun Z car or a 914 Porsche okay. or something yeah. but I, I said to him I said Matt there's a convertible Daytona mm-hmm. on there and it's a it's a now if it's a factory Daytona convertible it's two million bucks but it's still a Daytona and it's still 550 to 650 
And that's an expensive car for that size auction. Yeah. And then I drilled down on the Daytona for a little bit. I was like, if you're looking for 500 plus, you know, half a million bucks for your car. Yeah. It seems very weird that you take it to that auction. I get it if you, again, have a BMW 2002 and you're trying to get $62,000 for it and you want to save some of the percentage, VIG, whatever. But I was drilling down on that car and I was like, how do you think that works? I mean, how do they get this 500? Again, I think a Daytona convertible conversion, if done properly and done at the right place or whatever, you get at least historically, you got about the same price as a coupe. It, it's like six hundred grand. But that's a six hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah. This little Thursday yeah. auction, and Matt's like, "Yeah, I haven't even heard of it." And I'm like, <laughs> "If you own that car and you're trying to get six hundred grand, and Matt's not even heard of it of the auction, yeah. and we talk about these auctions all day, what are your chances? Are blah blah blah." And I just kept going, I don't know. That's a pretty ballsy move. Maybe you save a few points, but that's a ballsy move, taking a car that's over half a million dollars or whatever. I was looking last night, and I was like, yeah, it's just going to kind of glance through hammer price and see what everything, whatever. And I was skimming through America's auction or whatever, and it got to Ferrari convertible Daytona, withdrawn. Withdrawn. (laughs) And I was like, of course, because I focused on that car. I was like, I don't know why. By the way, this is. With questions in your head immediately. That's why. This is three days before the auction. And I was like, what's up? Yeah, what's up? What's going on? What's up? Why is that there? Who did that? Why is that there? Who's going to take that? No, withdrawn. (laughs) Now, I didn't focus on any of the other cars. And then none of the other cars were withdrawn. I just focused on that one. Yes. So Except it, we did question Dana Meekham's GT40 Roadster, which was oddly withdrawn or very casually sort of not. Yeah, we were kind of questioning we're like, what's why, going on. Why is it the last thing in the auction and the last right. in the catalog? Was he does he not really want us? Like it was just weird the yes. way it was already agreed. You know, like not going to be super hyped. It is weird that that car. That is weird. I mean, not weird. not weird that it was right. withdrawn. I mean, it was weird that it was there in the first place. Yeah. So you're saying that the market is down. I, the market overall. overall was down. I think we, I forgot what the number was, 23%, something like that. A significant drop drop in, in the market. And maybe it's a little bit of leveling. These things go up and down. We, we Like any good investment, you got to look at 10 years Big or picture. something. Yeah. Right. All right, let me hit uh, Geico. Everyone's got the to-do list. How about you add save a bunch of money on your auto insurance? Yeah. Well, go to Geico, man. Geico.com. 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on your auto insurance. Take that extra money. Put it in your pocket. going to be the most rewarding thing you do all day. That is Geico at geico.com. Spend a couple minutes and see just how much you could be saving on your auto insurance. Can, yes. we, can we talk for a second about this Porsche electric car, the Taycan? Yeah. So you and I, I think last year at Monterey, they had the Porsche Mission E concept car, the white electric car that we walked around and they showed you sort of the exterior stuff and mm-hmm. explained the battery and, and the charging and and how it's going to be different. Here's the concept car. Here's a photo we have. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. put it up at uh, carcastshow.com. Looks good. And uh, so this evolved into what they call the Taycan, T-A-Y-C-A-N. And the official debut of this car is at, uh, I forgot which auto show, something in Europe coming up in a few weeks. 
so now Porsche is saying, hey, check out the interior shots. And uh, also we've been testing it at the ring. And and they said, oh, it was the fastest production electric sedan. Although All I don't electric. know if there's I don't know if there's many electric sedans on the ring. So Nuremberg ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Here's the vehicle, uh, all sort of camouflaged up, mm-hmm. and uh, and like any concept cars that goes to production, <laughs> it's goofy mirrors and things like that. And every car company is like, we want to use cameras, but no government will let us yet. And they're like, we're so far ahead with the camera side mirrors, you know, but we can't because no government will let us do it. But that's a argument i guess for another day uh so it ran nuts. it ran seven minutes 42 seconds wow. um for for this car but it's not you know it's it has to have porsche dna but is it meant to be a tesla fighter is it meant to be whatever so i i don't know where it falls in the world of electric cars but here's a few times at the nuremberg ring in that 742 range uh a porsche 911 turbo s Ran a 741.2, and a Cayman GT4 ran 742, almost exactly the same time as the Porsche Taycan, and, mm-hmm. a, and a 911 GT3 ran a 742. Yeah, right. And the and the Murcielago 742. Right. right? So, so we're all I mean, there. That's that's impressive. It's a it's, it's a, faster it's a, than a Z06 Corvette. Yeah. yeah. I mean, by point you know one tenth of a second or whatever, but it's it's quick. It, um, it is quick, and I, I mean, we don't. Well, of course, we're going to get into it at some point, like its range and charge time, and and all that yeah, other stuff. Look, but. Uh, we're we're there. I mean, I mean, we're almost there. I was funny. I was walking with Sonny the other day, and we were walking down the street, and he spotted a BMW eight. I eight. I eight. Yeah, that was parked in a driveway, and he's like. Hey, Dad, that's a pretty cool-looking car. Yeah. And I was like, I agree. It has 17 miles of fucking range. <laughs> yeah. 17 miles of plug-in range. Yeah. Like, Sonny got way more than that on an electric bike at I, Monterey. <laughs> I, I know. I live 11 miles from where I work. And if, God damn it, if I could get my car, come here to work and do my work and go home. It's not like I swing by the supermarket or the Y yeah, or yeah. anything. I just come here yell at people for an hour or two and then i just go home if i could fucking make that and then just go home and plug it in i would do it but i can't can't on that car it's it's the i8 is is sort of i think has struggled to find its niche because it's not fast enough to to meet that performance look just it doesn't have enough range to to fall into that you should buy it because it's electric but we're i mean we're look electric on the zero to sixty part, we're there, and then some. Yeah. Uh, on the not top, necessarily with that car specifically, but sure. Right. <laughs> on the top speed, I don't know. We'll get there, but the, the, the top speed is highly overrated. It, mm-hmm. It's pretty much that's just bragging rights. It's really about the getting up the freeway on ramp. We're there with the electric cars in the zero to a hundred or yeah. one hundred and twenty or whatever. Um, the range we're getting there fast and, you know, infrastructure and technology, I mean, we'll be there faster. I don't know why in this modern era, BMW offers a car with an 18 mile range on plug-in. And I know that fucking part where they go, well, yeah, but then the diesel generator kicks in and stuff like, yeah, okay. But I want to plug it in 
overnight and get in the next day and be able to get to work and back. Yeah. That's all. Well, you can plug it in at work. Yes, I could run an extension cord out of the window. <laughs> right. And and by the way, if I plugged it in for three hours, it'd have 2.7 miles added yeah. to it. I don't want to do that. Even even these hybrid cars that are plug-in hybrids, there's the traditional hybrid. You don't plug it in, and it, and it charges the battery and all that other stuff. The plug-in hybrid frustrates me because of the short range, and I feel like I'm not getting good use of the car the way I'm supposed to. Even driving the Volvo the SUV, the XC90 hybrid, and had like, I don't know, 21 mile, 27 mile, and it kept getting down. And I was like, yeah. oh, now I got to feel like I got to plug it I, in or put it in charge mode. Could, I we, just- could we get here? Like, here's what I, here's what, here, I'm going to give you my dream vehicle, not the architecture of it, but what I'm looking for. I would like a pile of solar panels on the roof of my house. Mm hmm. I would like a couple of those battery walls. Yeah. Um, I know Tesla kind of makes one, but I think, I don't know, Samsung or something or one of those companies, Hitachi Simply or something. something, something Somebody makes, makes one, like, one yeah, too. To make the battery backups for your I'd house. I'd like to have a nice battery wall, a pile of solar panels on top of my house, and a vehicle that had an engine in it that was powered by gasoline that had a small hopper tank of, you know, six gallons or something like that, but that I could plug in and get a hundred miles of range on a full charge. And and if I wanted to continuously just plug it in twice a week or three times a week, I could continuously run it on electricity and I would really never have to go to the gas station again unless I went on a longer range journey. The, that the short vehicle range, doesn't exist, yeah, to the best of my knowledge. The short-range plug-in hybrid, which seems to be the norm, I don't like the idea that now you have to plug it in and go to the gas station. It, That's it, what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I get the part where the engine has to kick over, you know, once a week just to get the juices flowing. I get the part where you might have to add some stable to the to the fuel because it's sitting in there for a year or whatever. I kind of get that part. But what I'm saying is, is I would like to, my biggest issue is, I don't know, Max Apata, what is, what is the longest range plug-in hybrid vehicle? Yeah. Or or PHEV. Now here's the the problem. They're going to go 626 miles because the engine kicks in after. (laughs) No, I just mean, can we run it on just plug-in? Yeah. And why am I making this up? And why is this exotic? Like, it, I, I like the engine. I like the backup part of the engine. I like the extended range. Oh, we're going to Vegas. We're going to use the engine. But 97% of my driving is just from my house to here and back. Yeah. And I never want to go by the gas station now, again. Wasn't that Fisker's plan? His karma plan was the opposite. Instead of having the big engine with the little electric motor and battery for 17 miles his idea was you go 200 miles or something at the time and then he had the little four-cylinder like little hopper engine if you will from gm Mm -hmm. you know sitting in the fender going oh but you won't run out of battery because we can charge the battery on the fly like that's what we need by the way if you're bmw and you own some really fantastic bmw motorcycles why not 
how come we're not just running like the little motorcycle engine to keep that battery going, you know, so you can get that extended range? Or if you're Audi and you own Ducati. Oh, does Audi own Ducati? I believe so, yeah. Mm-hmm. In All right. Way. Yeah. Mm. This is uh, electric range only oh, okay. for hybrids. So you can see BMW i3. Right. There's the new i3. So the i3 is as close to what I think uh, Fisk or Karma was trying to do. It's got the little engine to charge the battery, right? Volt was trying to do that as well. Right. The Chevy Volt's got 53 range yeah. and the BMWs have 126. 126 is perfectly acceptable. Uh, I can get to work and back like the whole week on a on a plug-in um, unless you're like Garagas's wife who just plugs hers in every single night and I just go, where are you going? And she's like, <laughs> I go into Pasadena and get my nails done. And I'm like, then just plug it in on Monday and you don't have to plug it in again until the next Monday. She's like, I like to plug it in every night. And I'm like... <laughs> You don't leave this neighborhood. <laughs> you you may go to Pasadena. That's six miles from here. Yeah. And then you come home. This thing gets 300 range. Why is it plugged in? She has a Tesla, not an X thing. The S? S. She has the S. And yeah. I'm like, she's like, she says, funny. She's like, because I plug it in. I yeah. want it plugged in. All right. And I was like, I like that. I, I like, by the way, pardon the pun. I like that wiring. Don't get me wrong, but I'm still like, you're kind of defeating your purpose here. Oh, well, unless uh, Garagos got all those solar panels on the roof and he's off the grid. Nah, <laughs> I don't think he does. <laughs> there was a bunch of cars missing from that list you just showed, um, obviously, but uh, like I-8 and and. Yeah, I eight is seven miles. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they don't even make the list. <laughs> oh, it, we just we just showed you the the bottom half of the list. We could put the, the full one up. I just didn't know. Yeah, the I three seems but... pretty good. My sister has one, and and that's yeah, did fine. You buy it? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I, you know that that's a car that'll plug it in, get you one hundred and twenty six. Yeah, here I'm kind of looking for a little less of a box. You know, something that's it's, got a little yeah, more going to something for with it. a little more something with a little more flash or something mm-hmm. to it. But uh, uh, anyway, let me tell you guys a little bit about Brembo. Mm. We love our friends at Brembo. I got them on the uh, M3. You got mm. them on a couple of race cars. We built some of those Brembo racing kits. Yeah, for the cars, working with those guys. Well, sixty to zero. That's the uh, that's the number to pay attention to. Brembo has been stopping champions on the track as well as drivers like you and me on the street for over fifty years. Brembo, it's they're the world leader in braking systems, and they have made replacing brakes on your everyday vehicle even easier. I was with a friend of mine this weekend looking at brakes on her uh, Infinity, mm. and she's like, "I need to do the brakes," and I said. Let's do it. Let's go to BremboStoreUSA.com and buy some stuff. She said, I don't have Brembo's on my car. And I said, that's okay because they have rotors and brake pads for everything out there. So whether it's uh, Asian, uh, European models, domestic, subcompact cars, or full-size pickups, you can go to BremboStoreUSA.com to buy genuine Brembo OE equivalent brake components, whether it's UV-coated brake discs low-dust premium ceramic brake pads, or high-temperature brake fluid, just go to BremboStoreUSA.com now and get the brakes, which have been the choice of champions for over 50 years. You can go there, use code CARCAST10, and get 10% off your first purchase. Go to BremboStoreUSA.com. Love those guys. uh, CARCAST10 is the code. All right, so uh, what else we spotted out there? Um 
the sales were down. The race cars remain pretty solid. A lot of the Italian stuff's kind of uh, flattened out. Maybe Porsche's flattened out. I guess a lot of the streetcar stuff is yeah. kind of flattened out a little bit. But but the all across all across the the lineup, um, and even some of the the big money cars are 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 flattening. You know, um, I think people are sort of seeing what's going on there, and some of those big money cars. <laughs> are reaching a cap, you know, uh, at least slowing down a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's a, it's always amazes me when we go to these auctions, um, uh, you know, how many of these cars that are 8 million, 12 million, 15 million, and how many, like, they're always getting bids. There's a lot of people with a lot of money out there yeah. buying cars. Yeah. Uh, the The market, it seems like a good time to get in if you're looking for anything front engine V12 Italian of a 60s or yeah. early 70s vintage. The prices have dropped and they flattened out and they don't seem to be going lower than what they are now. They've just been flat. And yeah. now's the time if you're toying with that to kind of get in. Um uh, but but the sellers need to be aware of this. The sellers, you guys, look. There's a lot of cars that are you're asking four hundred for, and they're not getting you know more than three ten. And you have a choice now. You either need to sell it for the lesser amount, or you need to hold on to that car for longer. But now is not the time to get pissed off at everybody because you're only getting three ten for a car you thought was four hundred and change. Right? Also, like that's yeah. that's the way it works. Uh, the bring a trailer stuff is is working pretty well. Their premium auction stuff's working pretty well. Seems I think we're be, talking yeah. about a Porsche 962 where it didn't have much history. And I was saying that's, I think I was saying to you that's nine hundred to a million bucks. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, for not for a Porsche with very yeah. limited history. And I think it got nine sixty on bring a trailer. So that's basically a million dollar car on on yeah. bring a trailer. And that's a good that's a good price for that for that car. And and how'd our uh, our ninety three Cobra, our teal Cobra do? Ooh, it was twenty three thousand the last I checked. It went for twenty four four. Why do I waste my time with you, <laughs> stupid Cobras? What? I keep an eye out, man. There's a typhoon on there too, man. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I know you always. Uh, uh, give me shit about these cars but you notice them all over the place more sooner than i do every cyclone typhoon grand national i marvel i look at it like i look at the homeless or litter i just look at it and go god damn what have we done it's like we're on a road trip and a bad song comes on and you turn it up and you go listen to how terrible this song is that's the (laughs) majesty of me i celebrate the horrible i look i've seen movies i hate way more times than movies i love yeah. <laughs> That's the majesty of me. So this thing ended up going for 24. 24.4. And as people got into the comments and talked about it, it turns out, although it's a very nice car and it's low miles, it did have a life where there was more mods and they ended up reversing the mods and kind of doing a thing. So, um, but uh, well bought, nice car. Look, somebody on eBay is. You know how eBay they like to throw out batshit crazy numbers just to see what happens. That some I think somebody has one up there for seventy three thousand dollars. Right. I don't know. I don't know why because uh, an over a Cobra R model sold for one hundred and twenty at at Barrett Jackson. They made a hundred and seven of it, and well, the car was still wrapped in plastic. eBay's <laughs> got to do a, 
eBay's bullshit. They got to do a little better vetting job because, like, if you ever go, like, what I'll do with eBay sometimes is there's 200 million cars. So I'll go, well, let's see if someone threw a Mura up there yeah. or, or a Goldwing or something. So when it does the search results, they'll do like location, distance, price, and I'll just go most expensive to cheapest. Mm-hmm. So it'll vet out all the stuff and you'll see if someone threw up a 935 or uh, like yeah, I said, a Goldwing yeah. or something. So I'll do it at the top. Every time is a Chrysler K car that someone wants $8 million for. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's a goof. You've got to figure this I stuff just, out. I, I There's no such thing in your algorithm. If you see Chrysler and K car, yeah. 1981, don't let someone put it up there for $11 million. I, I just don't know when eBay sort of shifted away from being like the cool place to buy bargain shop stuff, use cylinder heads or whatever. And I think just like Craigslist came into the world and uh, and then eBay started allowing like all these stores and, and dealers to participate. It was no longer just you know the everyman just posting stuff. Right. So, and so you now get, you can put shit up there just for tire kicking. And, and, and But also I think what happened with eBay is like you'd go, you know, I'd type into search results like Lam- Lamborghini, Mura, Nardi steering wheel. And then a whole bunch of like Chinese aftermarket pet boy stuff would like yeah. come popping up and stupid uh, super uh, like bad stick shift knobs that were yeah. pet boy stuff. And they're like, what is all this doing up here? I yeah. said Lamborghini, Nardi, Smura, like, and, and it's like yeah. piles and piles of just sort of junk from the pet boys aisle. Yeah. And, and it's like, why am I? Why am I combing through all of that? Because when they put those listings up, anybody can type in whatever keywords. Well, they yeah, want, obviously, and, and it just it just whoever's up the whoever's algorithm. out of China selling super cheap bad knockoff steering wheels. This goes anyone who says Lamborghini is going to yeah. find our wheel. I yeah. look, I get what they're doing. <laughs> I want to know what eBay's yeah, doing. Well, why eBay's not doing anything? Why aren't they vetting I don't, a little bit, a little know. bit more? And then yeah. you start going through like the same pile, and you're looking. For something specific, like a valve cover for a v, you know for a Lambo yeah. engine or something, you know, a brake cylinder or something like that, and you're just getting piles and piles of <laughs> nouveau knockoff yeah, Chinese just tons junk. of crap, tons of crap. All right, on a uh, sad note, Jesse Combs died. I she was from MythBusters. She and- was on MythBusters. She was on the Power Block uh, a series of of shows a while ago. Um, Overhauling. She must have uh, met her and. Must have yeah, you know, she point. and I have, have bumped into each other and spoke at a number of events. We didn't know each other well. Um, a few years back, when I when I went out to Thermal and drove the F one car, she was out there with us and and drove with her. And you know, we we like I said, we went to a few uh, events and stuff and met up. You know, got a chance to meet. How there, old but was she, Max? Pata? I want to say thirty nine. Thirty nine. Jesus. Yeah, she's a skilled builder and fabricator, too. Represented the American Welding Society, designed a lot of uh, women's welding gear. Mm. Yeah. And uh, she was a badass. She was trying to set a land speed record. Well, I think she already had it. So, so. She was already like the fastest woman in the planet. She was 487. Well, yeah. So she held the title fastest woman on four wheels after breaking 398 in 2013. And then attempting to beat her previous record, attempted it as recently as last year. She managed a 483.2 wow. mile per hour shakedown run before mechanical problems ended the attempt. And 
do you think she was shooting for 500? I feel like that's your number. I I mean, I... In in the world of records, I think you're shooting for 488. If she's got well, 487, yeah, she wants yeah. the she wants the yeah. record. But I mean, you know how people go. Like yeah. they go. Like I want to say 500. Like I want to say I'm yeah. Five. But so this is what, a missile. This is a this missile is a with missile, a tire on it. And there was a mechanical failure. Or, yeah, but they haven't released any of the, any more yeah. details than that. And she just As died. Recording. Just died. That's what it said. Right. And where yeah. was this? Oregon. Yeah, dry, is, a dry lake in Oregon. Where is that dry? I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> God, well, man, that's a also, ballsy she, chick she ran to live Baja, that life. I think she ran Baja and won there, and I think she did King of the Hammers, and I, I think they sort of called her Queen of the Hammer. That's right. Uh, because she won there as well. Just like She's just a badass driver, and she was a badass chick, and like you said, fabricator and welder and was on Mythbusters and, and I don't know, Extreme 4x4 or whatever the shows were, but uh, and hosted a bunch of SEMA stuff and their banquet. So, I don't know, it's it's... It's very sad. She was always very sweet when I got a chance to meet her. And uh, I know she's done a lot for the industry and mm. a lot for women who want to be in the industry. I want to say, which, like, first season of Overhaul, and she was, like, straight out of, like, Wyotech or something. And Chip brought her on the show or, or the producers brought her on the show. And she was part of the, you know, season one build team. Alvor Desert in Oregon. Who knew there was a desert in Oregon? <laughs> I, I had no I, I, you, idea. You say Oregon, I don't think flat. Or desert. But <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, she was a badass and the real deal. And, uh, you know, we always hate it when someone from the community goes. And especially the real deals, you know. And the real deal sometimes will yeah. get you. Now, did you see her, her last tweet or second to the last tweet? I'm sure Chris can find it, but she was gearing up to go in the car, basically walking out to to try to set a record in this, this missile. Right. And, uh, and uh, she wrote a very sort of uh, enlightening, uh, it, sa- it says, it may seem like a crazy walk directly, walk directly into the line of fire. Those who are, are those who are willing are those who achieve great things. People say I'm crazy. I say thank you. And it's her walking to this rocket ship. Uh, mm. So I don't know. Just uh, yeah, very, very sad. And already the amount of people just sort of uh, uh, sharing their experiences with her is, is, is fantastic. Um, that she's getting a lot of attention, a lot of love. Well, you know, if you um – yeah, they say you die doing what you love, and she was into it, man. Yeah. And you just you have to respect that, and uh, you think about all those who don't and are sort of, you know, I think we all hate the posers of the world, the mm-hmm. ones who pass themselves off with a lot of jewelry and tattoos and stuff <laughs> and weird facial hair yeah. as the Scarf person. <laughs> yeah, but uh, as much as we hate the imposters, we love the real deals, yeah. and it's sad when they when they pass. All right, take care of a little. Uh, what do I got? Oh, I got uh, Castrol? Yeah, it's oh, you. Okay. Just wrap it up with Castrol. All right, stronger under pressure. Engines can lose up to 10% of performance due to friction. Castrol Edge with fluid titanium transforms under pressure. Keep the metal parts from rubbing and robbing power. Three times. Three times, fool. <laughs> stronger than <laughs> leading full synthetic against viscosity breakdown. Edge formula always exceeds the highest industry standards. It is new and improved. It's Castrol Edge. All right. 
Portland tonight. Come say hi. We'll be there and come out during the day and bring your car, man. We're showing cars and uh, we're hanging out with Mario Andretti. We're doing a live car cast. I think you guys are judging some cars, too. We are judging some cars. Well, I'm always judging cars. <laughs> I saw so that judging. Rolls Royce and said yeah. it looked like Ooh, a London co- cab. That that teal Cobra on Bring a Trailer. Judge, you had some opinions judge, on that. Judge some more. <laughs> Uh, also, you can go to AdamCrolla.com for all the live shows. I'm doing stand-up everywhere. Shift and Steer, available on iTunes Thank and Podcast you. One as well. And uh, support the show. Go to uh, CarCastShow.com and follow us, please. And until next time, it's Adam Kroll for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.